Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast. I'm your host, Corey, and along with my co-host, Jared, we're best friends, been playing Pokemon for a very long time. Pokemon, TCG competitive people, fans, everybody on the planet, welcome back to the Teach Me Pokemon podcast with Corey, with Jared, and with our special guest today, Logan. How in the heck are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me, Corey. Good. Thanks for coming on. Jared, how are you doing? I should have, I just went right over you and didn't even ask. Uh, I'm okay. That's okay. Logan is the guest of honor today. I would skip over me too. Uh, I'm doing well. I am currently imprisoned at my work <laughs> because my have I blown a tire. So uh, I'm feeling a little stuck, a little uh, an- anxious about that. But other than that, you know, yeah. you know, we're doing okay. Yeah, uh, you know, tires come and go, Jared. But chatting about a regionals only has to happen right now. So you're right. You're fine. Peoria 2023 will only happen once. I will blow many other tires in my life. There will be many, many tires blown, but. Yeah, only one Peoria. I was going to try to say something else, but that wouldn't have played well. So here we go. Our second regionals of the year in the United States. Only about 1,700 players. A very small little very regional. Small. Very small. Uh, I just love the the time we're living in right now uh, to be a Pokemon player because this is incredible. To have this many uh, players at a tournament, the prize money, all the things. Uh, but let's just dive in. Jared wasn't there. I wasn't there. But Logan, you were there. You, I was there. You made the drive. Did you fly or drive? This is a- I drove. I drove seven and a half hours oh, by myself. Love it. Oh, uh, it's fine. I'm from Kansas, so this is like nothing to me. Like this is uh, like I was like, oh, I get there an hour and a half early. This is great. Mm. Much better than when Corey and I try to drive to our <laughs> tournaments the morning slash night. Yeah. Hour. No, yeah. I was like, I was prepared. I made sure all like my cards in order. I every time I, I like certain, I like timed everything out. Good, good. Every time I go into a Target now and look at cards, I can't think. I only think of when we were trying to find cards about forty minutes before the Knoxville Regionals last year. I was so stressed oh, out. That, that was, was the worst. That was uh, that was the worst decks we've ever run at a tournament because we were just. You're just unprepared. Oh, so bad. So bad. But you know what? Still still enjoyed it. But this year, Knoxville, you ain't ready. 
we we, we we coming back. But before we get to that, let's talk Peoria. So, Logan, mm-hmm. tell us about your week leading up to the regionals. So we like to ask our guests kind of what does that preparation look like? What did that look like for you as a player? What what uh, what did you decide to run and why? G- give us kind of those things. Yeah. So basically, I was thinking about what to exactly run probably about a month beforehand i was just like kind of passively thinking about it in my head i was like okay like i should probably start feeling what i'm comfortable with so i can actually feel like what i'm gonna like test and like commit to um as i was feeling it out i was playing like lost box for a couple of like lead challenges and cups and i really felt like man i cannot play this deck for nine rounds which which like i'm sorry logan which variant when you say lost box uh, i was playing kyogre lost box okay all right um it was a deck that like I felt very comfortable with that I could pilot, but it was very mentally exhausting to play best of three nine rounds. Mm-hmm. Like it is a very taxing deck. Um I wasn't really feeling Gardevoir um for similar reasons. Um but so I kind of landed on Lugia. Um, but I wasn't liking how the single strike variant was going. Then it learned that 151 was going to be legal during Peoria, and it was the first legal tournament that was going to have 151 legal. Um, and I was like, oh, Colos Lugia looks really good right now. And then I learned everybody else felt the same, that Colos Lugia feels <laughs> really good right now. Um, so I was trying out Colos Lugia. Um, I felt really solid about my list. Um, I was comparing a lot of really early results to a lot of other really good players. Um the Middle Tennessee uh, crowd was also very much jamming out that deck and trying to figure out what was the best thing about it. Um, and I felt very good about my list. And I decided, you know what, this is a deck I feel very comfortable with. I feel like I can beat a lot of decks. I'm only really afraid of one deck. We'll get to that. And <laughs> and then we'll run it. And I feel very good in my deck choice, feel very good in my list. And I was ready to hit Peoria hard and run. So give us, you know... What I love about Pokemon and most card games, but but I know Pokemon, so you can take a uh, you know five or six kind of what you'd call meta decks, but then mm-hmm. there are like kind of little tech cards and little tweaks and things that you can within those. So what what was did you have any of those kind of Logan flavors yes, to the colors? Uh, I definitely I definitely I'm a much more safe player. Um, I'm definitely not a person who was like, I like to max out my odds of like, okay, but what if I run to this? What if I run to this? Um, I pretty much, I wanted to narrow it down to like one or two matchups I was afraid of, but the rest I was fine. So I was one of the few people actually taking in the Drapion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people were cutting it because they're like, me is not going to be at the tournament and look what happens. There's a bunch <laughs> of me with that tournament. Yeah. 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 Mew's always, never ran into any, Mew's always just going to be, but... it's just so consistent. Like, I feel like people would say that and then the night before it's like well i just want to be able to draw 25 cards every turn so let me just run you yeah it's like it seemed like a super good play for the tournament so i was like i want to be able to respect it in case i do run into that like one in eight chance of finding a mew but um i also there's a lot of people debating on whether or not uh they ran the uh the paladin evolved luxray with the reversal energy package or the radiant charizard and the luminous energy I liked Radiant Charizard uh, way more. It just felt way more generic into a lot of matchups. Uh, hitting that 250 was really nice into a lot of different things. Um, 
but I know a lot more success was in the uh, luxury package, so I might have to test that out more, see if that really was the key difference there. Well, I want to I want to talk a little bit. You mentioned earlier there was a deck mm -hmm. that you just did not uh, want to run into. It's poor matchup. Mm -hmm. uh, I have in mind what that deck is talking to you throughout that day. But mm -hmm. uh, tell us about that matchup. And from my looking at the streams, looking at what was going on, this deck was everywhere. Why do you think that was? Yeah, so um, leading up to it, I had um, one very good Middle Tennessee friend say, like, oh, I'm going to take Maraida onto the event. And I was like, huh, interesting. Why do you think Maraida's really good right now? And he was like, it's like, well, Mewix is, like, really good for the deck, and I feel like it just has good matchups for a lot of things. It's like, huh, interesting. He'll surely be the only one playing Maraida on this event. And, like, we tested, and uh, I was like, man, I really don't have a good matchup into Maraida, but it's fine. It's never been more than, like, five six percent of like a meta share on like day one so like it should be fine and then i have the stats right here uh day one it was 12 percent. it was the third most represented deck of the tournament uh every time i looked left to right it was either there's a right to the left or right of me or i was facing a right on player mm. uh and that matchup is rough for lugia um and that i would probably lead it to why lugia did not do as well uh, this tournament um it is a very rough matchup you pretty much always have to take the first ko and that is very hard against a deck that accelerates and goes as fast as maridon um your prize mapping is very awkward um your snorlaxes basically do nothing in that matchup unless you're two at koing which is a very bad idea in that matchup um and this is incredibly awkward. And Bravery Charm is a nightmare for you and that deck, and you have very little space to try to deal with it. Yeah, I feel yeah, like that, just, that doesn't would, seem like there's a good out. That's probably the Charizard, right? Is that the would that have been the play there? Because Bravery Charm on Raikou has a 250. So yeah, but then they start bravery charming the Maridons. Yeah. And then what's it like? Because I noticed, like, as the day went on, people were picking up on this. Is all the Maridons was like, wait, we just don't have to give them an up, period. And they would start, like, oh, in this matchup, I just bravery charm my Maridons, and they just can't kill these things. Mm. And they're right. I really can't. Yeah. 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 No, that's that. And that feels like the give and the take because it feels like first strike Lugia has, has better odds against Maridon because you are teching fighting against it mm -hmm. and so yeah it's it's tough man I, I but i'm with you i was not prepared for how much maridon was going to be because correct me if i'm wrong but we have not seen maridon take home a regionals yet uh no um it's gotten it's done well at some japan tournaments it's in one of championship leagues but um it's never taken home an actual regional in um any other regions it's gotten second but it's never it's gone very close like it's, it's had some very, very good weekends like we're, i think it's just a matter of time before it does happen honestly at this point because the deck is looking very strong right now yeah i feel like Je um, didn't jesse get second i think in pittsburgh yeah jesse got second he, got, yes. he was close yeah just got second and then he got fourth this weekend i believe yeah um yeah yeah, like I, there's some phenomenal players playing that deck and i think it's only up from here yeah lugia i and we texted before you went. I mean, I I'd been you know playing that a lot online. I think it's mm -hmm. just it's just one of those decks where if you can get your first first two turns go how they're supposed to, 
the the rest mm-hmm. of the match is is pretty seamless, but it, mm-hmm. it is tough. And you look at these statistics, you know, nineteen or I'm sorry, sixteen Lugia has made it into day two, is a nine nine percent mm-hmm. share there. But then mm-hmm. you look at their finishes. Yeah, 18th was the highest. 18th and then 19th, uh, two Lugias back-to-back. So, like, that's not great. Like, they don't even finish top 16 at a major tournament with with mm-hmm. that kind of consistency. So, it was, you know, but it had to be more than just Maridon, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think it was Maridon. Um, I also noticed when you look at the, because Mew kind of had a resurgence tournament, if you look at the builds that Mew was playing, it was not Fusion Mew that was the most popular. Right. Uh, the double turbo Mew is taking a resurgence, and that is a very bad matchup because they're just playing four path to peak three judge and just trying to like see what they can do to you. Um, that's true. That's true. That they're is even tech. Yeah, because now that build is much stronger into the Charizard matchup because they can't power up their Charizards under path to peak. Um, which also Charizard was a very popular matchup. Um. I think that was like 15% of day one, which was insane. Wasn't it the number one? Day? Yeah, it was the number one. It was the first time, I think, in a long time that Lost Box or Gardevoir have not been number one. Yeah. It's wild. And- I want to talk about that because I, I, I want to ask you all that. Why Why do we think we're seeing that? Because I, I don't think if you honestly asked players what is the best deck, I don't think they say Charizard because I I just don't believe that any deck where your opponent can dictate damage against you is going to be the primary best deck. But then again, why are so many people playing it at a major tournament? I'll propose this. Um, Corey, if you, I know you have the records pulled up for a lot of people. How many ties do you think the average guard of our player had that tournament? Because I was looking at this and I was shocked. Oh, I don't know. Have that? You have that stat pulled up? Yeah, I have. The, if you look at, um, I'm that? on Pokey Stats, and they have that stuff. Um, it's not the total average, but I'm looking at four ties, five ties, like around that for Gardevoir players, which is miserable. Um, yeah, to have to take that many ties during a tournament is rough. And I know. Um, the top eight Gardevoir player only had two, which is very lucky to get by, but like most of them I usually saw in day two had like four or five. I think I saw one that's six. And it was just like Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of going through here. Four, four, five. So you think it's a response? Your is your mindset because it covers good weaknesses, that's why we're seeing it run because all you're trying to do is get a stage two, you're guaranteed the energy if there's no well, path. Yeah, it's also like it's fast, it's consistent, and it's guaranteed that like if you take the advantage, you are going to win and you do not take a long time to do so. Because that's the hard... Because, like, Lost Box and Gardevoir, I don't think anybody's denying that those decks are probably, like, the best decks in the room. It is just so hard to play best of three in 50 minutes, three turns with those decks. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes, like, if if your opponent's just playing a little bit slow, then... there's not much you can do. You... If you can't take the game fast, you can't take the game fast. Well... I'm a little worried here, guys, because mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Charizard flashy looks cool. A mm-hmm. lot of it here in in at Peoria, uh, mm-hmm. the Brazil special event, a lot of Charizard. Mm-hmm. You know, the Japanese special, uh, the the champions, not a lot of Charizard. They know what they're doing. So what are we doing? Yeah. Right? This feels like NA, uh, EU, in League of Legends right here, and then Korea and China are like, what are they doing? Play Gardevoir. Oh. 
What are you I, doing? Japan did not perform well at Worlds they, this past year. I'm just going to say it. They, they didn't. Did, they did not. You're right. But home country, I think a lot of pressure. I think they're, mm-hmm. in Hawaii, it's, it's going to be bad. It's, they're going to have like six Japanese I, players I in the know. top eight. I, I, but to me, I think it's just like if you're, if you're a top-tier player, you or or even if you're somebody on the rise like you are experimenting right now right Mm -hmm. you're trying to get world's points some people have different goals here so we're seeing this card like i said this card is very good i even saw a little bit of the 151 charizard you run a three of the dark and then one of the fire if you hit big numbers you're able to one hit ko uh it's it's very interesting but i just i just don't understand the mindset of if you want to win if you're yeah. going to wanting to win the tournament, I don't think you're winning with Charizard. Yeah, it's. I think it's more of the fact that it's like because there's so many different mentalities and like obviously like I mean let's you know like like Tord has been in Gardevoir EX ever since that deck came out so, and like he's still on it. He was still at Peoria. He still ran like basically the same list. I think he might have changed like one card, but I highly doubt it. Like he's still running the same list. He didn't even run the new Mew EX because he didn't like it. Um. So, like, there are good players who are playing things that are, like, very comfortable to them. But I think the problem is, is that when you get to, like, the not at the upper echelon tier of players who don't want to sit there for nine rounds and play Gardevoir Mirrors and then not even finish game one sometimes, then you're at the point where you have to start going, okay... I might not be playing the best deck, but is it a deck that I don't don't tie? And is it a deck mm-hmm. that still like gets me to day two, so where I start getting points? Okay, so I, I can see I can see a consistency meta like a consistency counter meta argument there. I can believe that. I want to bring up something you brought up a minute ago, mm-hmm. um, which was MuEX. Yeah, this was supposed to be the card, you guys. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be the revolutionary one fifty one card. I saw. Very, I watched the stream all day. I saw very few uses of its attack and a little bit of its ability. Why Why do we think that is? Or did we just miss the games where epic Mew EX plays were being made? Because I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad card. I'm just saying, like, have we not fully figured it out yet? I, d- I will agree with Jared. I do think the card is slightly overhyped. Even when I was testing this weekend, uh, this past weekend, I thought I was like, okay, this card is slightly overhyped. It does help some decks games against like lost box and stuff because you can copy radiant greninja and just snipe two things uh same thing against uh gardevoir um however there is much more of an ability to play around this card than i think people realize um the big thing that i think this uh card helps against is a deck that we did not see a lot of um was uh um giratina v star yeah um because you hit 280 back and that deck really does not like it <laughs> yeah. like that was a matchup i definitely really like that card for is just being able to be like oh i can just hit 280 against you back and there's nothing much you can really do and i get two prizes against uh lost bucks very easily this is great yeah i i think it's got to be that I, I am a fan of it. I do like mm. it. I think it's your surprise card at the end. The, the, Mew has mm. no business being on the field until you're ready to win the game. You know, I, mm. I think it can get those those key knockouts. And like Logan said, the, the, the Tina matchup was always a little harder for, um, for Lugia. 
you can get that one hit KO, which is nice against Charizard after five prizes. You can also one hit mm. KO the Charizard too. And, and I'm thinking of it in, in Lugia. That sorry, as, as mm. I'm thinking of Mew <coughs> EX, that's where that play is. And it is nice at the end if they're gonna I, Iona you, you know, down to one. You have the Mew to try to recover to draw some cards mm-hmm. like you know, like a Rangaroo used to back in the old days. So, but I, against Lost Box, against Mew, against Maridon. Uh, you know, a Gardevoir, like basically the top eight at the tournament, mm-hmm. Shin Pao, <laughs> it, it's not going to help you. You know, uh, if they're going to drop Manafi against Shin Pao, then, you you know, you can't get the snipe off. So I do think there's a place for it, and it needs to be in, in the Lugia list specifically. Uh, but I just think because you didn't see Lugias, Jared, I think that's why you didn't see the card. I do have a very, I do think that card is very good in Gardevoir as well. I know there's a lot of people like downplaying. I do think that card is very good in Gardevoir because it's just being able to like power that thing up instantly and being able to like quickly win the mirror is basically like both of us can't bench Raining Greninja or else I'm going to mute you mm-hmm. is very interesting to me. Yeah, man, you wait till this next set and we get Countercatcher back. Man, I, I just think that Mew play with, with if you can Iona, Countercatcher, pull out the Greninja, double snipe, it, it, mm-hmm. it's going to be brutal. I I think that card will enable Mew to do its little Greninja thing. I just think mm-hmm. it's just it's tougher than you think to always have the boss and and then you want to Iona at the same time. Next set you'll be able to. Yeah, I feel that Logan. I want to I want to ask you this mm-hmm. um, because we do. It's fun to talk meta. It's fun to talk cards. But we want people who are listening to kind of walk away with something that is practical to maybe where they're at. What in your game are you working on? Like when you when you look at your matches, understand you had bad matchups, people catch bad draws, but what do you notice in your game that still needs some improvement and some practice? Um, I would say definitely it's very it's a very I know a lot of players struggle with this, but I talk to a lot of really good players, but it's mentality when going into a bad matchup. Um, because a lot of people instantly goes like, oh, like my uh, like if say like you're a Mew V Max player and you're just like oh my opponent is too drapeon I just lose, um, but when you have that mentality you are not usually like you're just missing so many things about the game that make it winnable, um, like against uh like my like my second round when I was fighting Maridon I definitely felt that I was like I could have won like game one if I just did something's different that would give me an extra game to maybe like bring it back, um, but it's just like not being so wrapped up in the fact that all the things that make this matchup a challenge and focusing on what your outs are. Like, what is your game plan and trying to stick to that game plan? No, that's good. No, I like that. So how do you how do you go about that? Um, because is it is it purely self-talk? I know when I'm in a bad matchup, like, I'm usually just like, F. Like, mm-hmm. this is... And this like I'm I'm already like way down the defeat path when I when something something goes wrong. So like what are you, what needs to practically change? Yeah, so I usually just start going into hard focus mode. Um, just like I'm not paying attention to anything around me. I'm focusing on this game particularly, which you should do anyways. But especially in those situations, you really need to have like hard focus on like okay. Like, what does my opponent have? What are the resources? What have they used? And, like, is there any, like, sliver of, like, something else that I can exploit that might give me another itch? Mm. Um, Logan, have you ever because... played a Battle VIP 
and then a feather ball and grabbed four Pokemon. Have you ever done that one before? Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. There goes, somebody there else is getting him on our show. Somebody else yeah. did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, it, it, um, he had that game too. Like that was the worst part. About yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. He it's won the like, matchup. He won the matchup. He won the He's matchup. Fine. No, but you got to focus in. Sorry. It was about focus. Yeah, it, it, it's it, like, but it's like, it's, that's the exact thing. Like you have to mention, it was like, see, your opponent does do something like that. But if you're not paying attention, because you just think it's a bad matchup, but your opponent does something like that, that's a game loss. That's a free win for you. Yeah. Like that turns a bad matchup into maybe something winnable. Like if you're not paying attention to your opponent and you're not paying attention to what's going on, like say also like your opponent has a bad starting hand and they profess this weasel to weigh three boss, then why are you playing around boss anymore? Yeah. I think I think Grant Shen, he had a terrible start to mm-hmm. uh uh I can't ever say the name. I've been playing this game for 15 years. Biberil. I don't even know. Biberil, yeah. He had two he had two of those water energy attached. That dude looks so checked out. Because he he mm-hmm. was like it was over. He had he had a Pokestop two uh, Iridas. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. did not care. You can't tell me a player like Grant Shen doesn't notice. Like yeah. whoa 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 whoa! You just grabbed four Pokemon off of a Battle VIP and a Feather Ball. So he wasn't even paying attention. And I don't think Grant was thinking. Oh yeah, man! I'm gonna. He's gonna get a game loss for this. I'm gonna just let this play out. Like yeah, I, 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 I have to believe he wasn't thinking that. So like he wasn't mm-hmm. even paying attention because he was down. Like he was just sitting there, like, well, I'm gonna lose, so it doesn't really matter, you know? Yeah. That's actually the biggest thing that I've been learning, because um, I've been playing a little bit of Pokemon and I've been playing a lot of uh, Lorcana. Is I, I have to when it's not my turn, I'm putting my hand down and I'm. I'm zoned in on my opponent mm-hmm. because I think there's so many unintentional errors that happens. And also I think there's some mentality there of like, what is this person doing? Like they're mm-hmm. just stare. Like there's some pressure when you're being watched versus if you're, if, if I'm over here and I'm just shuffling my cards yeah. in my hand mm-hmm. and thinking about my turn, that has helped me greatly. Yeah. I, th- uh, I, th- it's also- I think if you're ready and you know what you're doing on your turn, then that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also just like sitting there, especially like because I know a lot of people have had this discussion and it's very vocal in the middle Tennessee Pokemon community. Um, knowing what you're going to do during your turns will also help you uh, being able to play during time, because I definitely noticed uh, looking around the tables whenever every single time time was called, it would just be Gardevoir players, Lost Coast players, and they were playing very slow, not understanding how to play under a time limit. Mm. yeah man um, I, I think that's what Tord, you know he gets called out a lot about it but he he understands that time more than a mm. lot of other players do and i think that just yeah because like garbar is a hard deck to play <laughs> under time because there's so many like just game actions you have to take that are necessary not including thinking time and knowing what to do with your turn Listen, like, that's all I'm saying. Get let's get rid of Battle VIP and bring back the donk, baby. Bring <laughs> back the donk. <laughs> get rid of that Battle VIP. Well, Jared, it's going soon, so you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to. Yeah, worry. like three months or something. Yeah. Whenever they decide to do it. Yeah, yeah, you're good. I, I want to give a shout out to Jesus. I'm sorry, uh, Josh. Josh De Jesus. He finished mm-hmm. 128th, top 128. He was our lone Gudra player, and oh. you know props. Props to him, man. I think I think that was great. He only one. It made day two. 
Sorry, Gujar. I had, like, yeah, I had a one. single hour where I was thinking about like, do I bring that deck? And I was like, no, the deck's terrible. Never, no. Yeah, let let's talk about Canada right now. We had uh, Lucas uh, Jing was on the show uh, a couple episodes mm -hmm. past. Canadian player, uh, they're representing right now, man. Andrew wins the first regionals. Raymond second regionals. You know our, our Rowan. We know we made the little boo boo there, but finished top four. Canada. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're making a resurgence. Resurgence, like. I think NA, you can't just think America anymore when you say NA. You no. got to assume Canada. So Also, shout out, um, I forgot his name, but I looked it up to remind myself. Uh, Brent uh, from Australia made top seven with Gardevoir. Yeah. And a very different build of Gardevoir than we've usually seen. It looks, to the unassuming eye, it looks very similar, but when everybody's just been copy and pasting toward, it is a very different list to what we used to see. Um the only stamps he's playing is two collapse, and he's playing two worker. Um, oh, yeah. And he's playing max out ball search cards. Uh, for I think I saw him on Twitter say it's to guarantee turn two six energies in the discard. Oh my god! Wow, which is insane. That's great. I mean, wow. top, top eight man. He he's a player too. He's basically said <laughs> like he's he's traveling around the world this year. This guy wants to make six figure playing Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And you know what? A top eight right there. Little three K, little three thousand dollars. That goes a long ways, man. That's good. Goes a long way. Go a long ways. All right, Logan. So, get uh, what's the next regionals? Are you coming down here to Texas? You coming to San Antonio? Uh, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about San Antonio. Um, we're seeing those things play up. I'm thinking about San Antonio. But if not bad, the next thing is Knoxville regionals in February. Okay. Um. Yep. It's going meant down. to be very interesting. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. Is there going to be a mm -hmm. new? Uh, yeah, there will be a new set for uh, San Antonio because that's in December. Yes, Paradox Rift will be out for uh, that, and that will counter catchers. And the meta is going to be perfect. I think also Corey's like the feature and past Pokemon, like it's going to be a very different meta game. Like yes, yes, I'm very interested to see how this shakes out. It's uh, going to be good, but I will mm -hmm. say, I, I will say, you know, the top decks are always the top decks. I still think there's a lot of parity right now in Pokemon, which I'm enjoying yep. a lot. Like. It's not the same deck winning. There's S-tier decks, but we're seeing little iterations and this and that. So I'm very much enjoying the professional, watching the professional scene right now. Um, from what I hear from Yu-Gi-Oh! players and Magic players, it's stale, stale, stale city. Over they're they're not having a good meta. time right now. What? <clears throat> they're not having a good time right now. They're not having a good time. So what I'm saying is if you're out there, come to Pokemon. Yeah. Come to Pokemon. We have it going on right now. This is the, this is the golden years of Pokemon. Yeah. You, you, you uh, I'm going to tell you a cool stat. You, you ready for this one? So, uh, every month YouTube puts out a different, you know, statistics on top searches and, and, and the how to blank, blank, blank is the, the top search that people put into YouTube, how to, fix a doorknob, how to learn Spanish, all those things, how to play. Okay. That's a huge one too. What do you think the top, uh, how to play and then game is on YouTube, how to play. It's is a huge game international. It's been around forever. How to play, how to play. Uh, uh, there was a guy that like did this blindfolded and played like six people at one time. Chess. How to play chess? Number one, mm -hmm. Pokemon is fourth. Like, Ooh. and I'm telling you, and it's that's like how to play poker, how to play chess. Like these are like you know world 
renowned things. Pokemon fourth. So now I, I didn't specify if that was TCG or not, but it's got to be TCG. You don't need to Google how to play the video game, you know, or how to play Pokemon <laughs> Go. So anyway, we're we're trending in the right direction for sure. I think, um, and 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 again, I I love the the mix. I I think we've never seen. It's always the triangles, right? There's always three decks that all kind of counter each other. Right now, there's like eight. And then within those, there's multiple variants. And we've talked about this on the pod before. But I, I just think when you say, Logan, you were testing Lost Box, and I'm like in my head like, well, shoot, that could be like five different variations. Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome. So love it, man. Love it. Any uh, any other final thoughts of what you're going to see moving forward? Sacramento is this weekend. So we're just yes. jumping right in. What do we think? I'm Yeah, I'm very interested to see the adaptation that people take for Sacramento um especially i always love seeing like the back-to-back regionals and see like how drastic the shift is um because it was like okay people are probably immediately adapting to peoria let's see what happens yeah um i always love to see that stuff but i don't know i'm interested to see how the top eight shakes out um i want to see if charizard finally gets in there in a um american regional because see if it's not just a flu kit uh in brazil but it sounds good man i love it love it love it all right jared any final thoughts you good i'm looking at one thing real quick and i believe it may have been barcelona well, yeah but- barcelona in barcelona we saw lost box charizard break into the top four mm-hmm. but everyone is correct we have not seen it win. have not seen it win and by the way, what what happened to uh I'm taking a look at this, make sure I'm not talking out of the side of my mouth. Where was where was Urshifu and Teleon in Peoria? Where I'm 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 looking, I'm looking, I don't see it in the top 32. Yeah, I saw it running around. I know it was a deck that a lot of people talked about and respected, but <laughs> I know a lot of people were uh sorry sorry Excuse i was me. responding to something no it was um there was like seven that made day two let me verify this yes seven yeah i know it was seven. never an incredibly like popular deck um i say like it never took up a huge meta share but i know it was definitely like it's a very respected deck i know i know i definitely was like i had to think of a game plan of what to do against it in my testing i mean it. i know some I know some pilots of it were afraid to, uh, for actually afraid of it because of the popularity of the new Mew EX, uh, because the Rapid Strike Rescue is weak to Psychic. So when you copy its attack, it's weak to Psychic. So you um, deal 240 with its uh, double 120s anywhere. You do 240 to it, and then you uh, snipe something else in the back. Um, usually they're artillery, so they can't. Uh, they have no more consistency, so they knock. They probably can't knock out your uh, Mew. You just free retreat, kill the V Max with something else, take three prizes. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's that, fair. That could be it. I, I still just think like, and I know every but every deck is this way, so don't kill mm. me. But get this thing set up. I think this beats. This is so powerful. Like if you, it's very yeah, good. Oh like I. Gosh. Yeah, no, it's a very, very strong deck. I'm interested to see how it plays on the in the future. Because, like, I mean, especially, like, having that ability to just snipe. Because, like, there's so many, like, 
there's so many tiny things in this format right now. Like there's uh the pretty backs from Chan Pao, there's uh there's all the Raltzes, there's all there's all the come phase from Lost Box. Like there's so many like little tiny things that can be just like slowly picked down and sniped that really hurt other decks' consistency and the ability to play that it's surprising to me that deck has not played more. Let's I want to do this real quick to close out the show just for fun, mm-hmm. just because. If you don't know, Corey and I have another uh, podcast called Benjamin Bets, where we bet on sports ball for everybody out there who loves the sports world as well. Right now, every single one of us, what deck? I'm not. And if you want to say a specific variant and get extra points, it's fine. What is winning Sacramento right now? What's winning Sacramento? Uh, are we saying it like on a count of three or what? Are, what no, are, we'll, we'll go. You, I'll go. I'll go first. You guys can take a minute. No, no, I'm uh, ready. I'm ready. Okay, then you go. You go. I, 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 I think Mew. I think it's going to be Mew. I think there were cool variations shown at this regionals. The Luxray V with uh, Rowan. Um, our boy Colin, friend of the show, uh, got mm-hmm. 11th or, you know, top top 16. Um, I'm sorry, he got 16th. Three grabbers. Our boy ran three grabbers. So, like, you know, Mew. I, I don't know. That's my that's my pick. Mew for Sacramento. Logan, what you got? Uh, I'm gonna play it safe. I'm gonna say some type of lost box. Lost box. You're both wrong. This may hit a little close to home. Give me Lugia mm. in a comeback West Coast win all the way. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I think. Uh, Darian Fox is is going to this regionals from the Sacramento Kings. I think I think he I think he plays Pokemon. He's gonna be there. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Dang this! Uh, I just want to go, guys. Let's just go. Let's just all let's just give up what we're doing. Let's just go. I've play. been going. You have been, Logan. You're right. You were just there. You were just there. I'm excited because me and my son are gonna start league here at the end of the month. So that's yes. that's gearing Huge. up, and I'm I think that's what I'm most excited moving forward. If we end up getting to go to Charlotte or going to Knoxville, is uh, getting to see him kind of experience this. You know, the first time you walk into one of these things, it's just like, whoa, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, whoa, like, and I uh, I'm just looking forward to see the look on his face. He is gonna freak out. Like his eyes are gonna be huge. Oh my gosh, all these people are here. Because it's just like mind blowing to know this many other people, these many people care about the same thing that you do. It's just probably. Right. Yeah, it's, it's especially a shift when you go from like, say, like Knoxville last year, which was like just like barely over a thousand people, I think, stuff like that, to going to um, Peoria, where it was like, oh, there's like 1,800 people in just TCG. And you're like, oh. There's a lot of people here. Yeah, just crazy, man. Just crazy. That's too good. I'm looking. Too good. For, remember, where, where's our boy James Washer at? Where's our Pokey Dad? What's What's he? I mean, he's not. He didn't day two here. I'm looking. Unless I missed your name, James. Don't be mad at me. But time to bring back the. I guess they didn't bring it back. Time Time for the rise of the Pokey Dad. The rise, Jared. Get the dub. The rise. We must. We must rise from our. Our ashes and and show up in day two. <laughs> Glorious. All right, Logan. Thanks for joining the pod, man. It's always fun getting to see how you're doing and following you in your uh, in your uh, regional endeavors. Yeah, thanks for having me, Corey and Jared. It's always a pleasure. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode 
of Teach Me Pokemon, the podcast. Catch you next time. Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta catch them all. You can find us at roguemedianetwork.com. Teach Me Pokemon podcast. Come and dive with us. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.